You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, Your team oh. every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find at Locked On Packers. The number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you all the latest with the picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have Hayden Winks from Underdog Fantasy on the show today. Hayden is a really smart dude. Um, been following him for a long time and really excited to get him on the show. Not a lot of news to talk about. Do I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers' t-shirt? Do I want to talk about the interviews? I, I really don't. I really don't. And so, hey, guess what? We're not going to. We're not gonna. It's just, uh, it's all so silly. It is just all so silly. So we're not going to go there. Uh, We're going to, we're going to let sleeping dogs lie. And I am going to talk about something different before we get to Hayden. I want to talk about Aaron Jones. And that seems like a weird thing to talk about at this point in time. But here's why I want to bring up Aaron Jones. He was at OTAs this week. He was at OTAs. The first time. Those are optional workouts. He is a star running back. Matt LaFleur doesn't need to see Aaron Jones. The the offensive line doesn't need to get work with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones doesn't need the work. He doesn't need the practice reps. And if anything, you, you kind of like to see him save his body, <laughs> to be honest. He's a running back. We know the shelf life on running backs. He was at all of the optional work and other players noticed and in fact said they noticed he is setting a standard and when you have someone like that in your locker room when you have a playmaker a star player who does that it is noticed it sets a tone And that is one of the reasons why, if you're Green Bay, they felt comfortable paying Aaron Jones the big deal that he got. Because he does everything the right way. And he is an outstanding football player. And so if you don't reward that guy with a deal, it reverberates. And his value to the Packers is more than just what he is on the field. This leadership part, this culture part, that stuff is not quantifiable, but it's not nothing. There's that old cliche, attitude reflects leadership. And when your best players are out there working hard and getting coached and showing other people how to practice, how to put in the effort, how to be a professional. That has trickle-down effects, not just in the running back room, 
the receiver room, the cornerback room, the offensive line, everyone sees Aaron Jones, who just got paid, paid at all the optional work. As if to say, optional is mandatory. If you're working, I'm working. You fight for that guy a little harder. And maybe you fight for the guy next to you a little bit harder because Aaron Jones buoys you to do that. That culture stuff, that attitude stuff, that stuff we can't measure, that's real. Now, does it does it materially affect winning and losing? Man, I don't know. I don't know. Because it is hard to quantify. But I don't think it's a coincidence that over the last two seasons, this team has talked often about the culture and the change and and what Matt LaFleur has done and what he has done empowering his players. And you bring in the leaders like Zadarius Smith, like Adrian Amos, like Billy Turner. Guys who at previous stops maybe weren't leaders in the same way, but they come to Green Bay and they have this vote of confidence from the front office. Zadarius Smith gets a you know, almost a top of market deal as a part-time player and immediately becomes a leader in the locker room. Billy Turner, who is, you know, sort of a journeyman offensive lineman to this point in his career, comes to Green Bay for a contract that seemed like an overpay at the time. I thought it was an overpay. And he has absolutely lived up to that contract. Not only that, but he has set an example that has reverberated on this team, set a culture, been part of that cultural overhaul that helped wash away the stink of the Mike McCarthy era. And and believe me, things got pretty stinky. It got pretty ugly there for a little bit. So when you you have these guys and you have a, a culture of work in this case, Hey, we're working every day to get better. That raises the level of everyone around you. And while I don't want to connect everything to Aaron Rodgers, I do think this situation is different because he's a quarterback. When you have a quarterback who's not at this work, and Emmanuel Acho on FS1 put out a theory you know, he, he talked about his brother who's uh, in the NFL and, and is on the, the the player committee. Said Aaron came in on the last day of negotiations and talks and said, I don't want to have optional camp. I don't want to have optional anythings in the offseason. And Emmanuel Acho said, I think this is all just a way for him to skip all of this stuff that he didn't want to do anyway. Whether or not that's true, he's not there. He's not putting in the work. And he's not setting the example for everyone else. Now, there are plenty of players for whom that's true. You know, Jair Alexander is a leader on this football team. Wasn't at the optional OTAs. Devontae Adams, same thing. David Bakhtiar. So, it's not like you can't be a leader and not be there. But Rodgers had traditionally been there. And so, when you when you have those guys there... The level of play is different. The level of intensity is different, especially when you have a super duper star out there setting the tone. It's why Devontae Adams showed up to mandatory minicamp in the midst of a a contract negotiation. 
and in part because he probably didn't want to get fined, but also because you're out there for, for everyone else on the team, not just yourself. And, you know, this is why you hear from the players anonymously, of course, to, that say, you know, we want to we want to know what the deal is, because if we're going to get behind Jordan Love, we got to get behind Jordan Love. We don't want to be stuck in limbo. And that's the part that makes this, I think, frustrating for for some fans, for some of the players and, and surely for people in the front office. And, you know, to be sure, it's it's frustrating for Rodgers, too. But when it comes to the other Aaron, you know, did I did I love that they paid him top of market money? Mm, no. But this is why they did it. This is why they did it, because his value on the field is undeniable. And he's going to be better than almost anyone you can put in his position. But he's still not that much better than those people. I mean, if you had a, if you gave A.J. Dillon every Aaron Jones carry this year, and you gave every A.J. Dillon carry to Kylan Hill, I don't know that the offense would be significantly worse efficiency-wise. Some of the passing game stuff is probably affected because A.J. Dillon can't do what, what Aaron Jones can in the passing game, but... Running backs are replaceable. I mean, we see it. Every team can find someone to play running back. And this system has, for decades, just churned out 1,000-yard runners basically no matter what. I mean, you could pull your Amazon delivery guy in, teach him the aiming point in outside zone, and with a half-decent offensive line could run for 1,000 yards. And that was the old Mike Shanahan senior thing. So it's about more than just his value on the field. And I think that's something that, you know, we, we lose sight of sometimes. We talked about it before the deal was signed. We talked about it a little bit after the deal was signed, that th- this is more than just getting the player on the field. It's about the locker room and rewarding a player who has done everything right and become a great player that you drafted, who wants to be there and saying, okay, you earn this contract and we know the running back position is a little weird and and replacement level and all that stuff. But when you have someone that does this work and who sets the tone this way and you know what you're getting on the field from a productivity standpoint, that's when you're a team and you go, this is, this is worth it to us. Today's episode is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more. With the Credit Karma Spend account, you can be rewarded for good spending habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you can get cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements just for making purchases. Credit Karma has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over $50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance required, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. When you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Right now, go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. All right, let's get to Hayden Winks. You can follow him on Twitter at Hayden Winks, H-A-Y-D-E-N. Uh, he is also the co-host of a great fantasy podcast with our buddy Josh Norris over at Underdog Fantasy. Hayden, it's great to have you on Locked on Packers. 
Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So we'll get, we'll get to the broad fantasy questions coming up a little bit later in the show. Let's talk Packers specific here because this is an interesting time to talk about Packers fantasy players because we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. <laughs> and so I, I saw a projection recently from PFF about what a rookie season, I guess rookie season, his rookie season, his first season as the starter, what a Jordan Love year could look like. And they had something like 40, or 24 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 4,200 yards, 15 uh, INTs, by the way, led the league last year. Drew Locke did that. Um, what do you think would be a, a fair sort of ballpark projection for what Jordan Love is? I think that'd be about right. The offensive line is good. Devontae Adams is good. Aaron Jones is, and AJ Dillon are good. And I think that Robert Tunyon and the rest of the receiver group is good. And the coach is good. So like, even if Jordan Love is still making some of those same mistakes he was making at, at Utah State, um, I think that the floor is still okay, pretty high uh, just because everything else seems into place. I think those projections are about right. I think that Jordan Love would probably have some turnover issues, but... He could sling the ball around. He could run a little bit too. So I don't think that offense would be one of the worst in the league. I think it would probably be like, I don't know, maybe not average, but a little bit below average. Who do you think love replacing Rodgers affects the most from a fantasy perspective? I think it'd be all the secondary guys, like someone like Amari Rodgers, MVS, uh, Robert Tunyon to a degree. All those guys could be uh, fantasy assets with Aaron Rodgers. Without him, they're not even being drafted in a lot of leagues. So... I think Devontae Adams would get his regardless. I think he would get 10 to 15 targets per game. Uh, so I, I would be slightly worried with Devontae Adams, but I think he would still be like a top 10 productive receiver. Yeah, and if you look at what Devontae Adams was in 2017 when Brett Hundley was the quarterback, that was when you started to go, wait, is Devontae Adams like a star receiver? Yep. Because 2016 was the breakout, and it's like, okay, well, that offense was good. You had Cobb, you had Nelson. Rodgers is playing in God mode down the stretch. But you started to see, okay, this, you know, Devontae Adams is not a punchline because he had been. I think people forget that 2014, 2015, like there were jokes about Devontae Adams. Yep. And he, I think he really proved it. I asked this question um, a couple weeks ago for Aaron Jones. You, you would assume the production in terms of at least the carries, if Jordan Love is the quarterback, goes up. But defenses can key on him a little bit more. So how do you how do you find that balance in terms of trying to project his production in a Jordan Love offense? It would be the biggest concern would be the goal line opportunities because not only would the Packers likely not be in the red area as often is also it's, it's AJ Dillon time potentially near the goal line too. So that would be the biggest difference for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, the explosive runner, is here to stay regardless of who the quarterback is. I think the, the big thing for projections wise is his touchdown projection would go way down. That's something I'm trying to figure out right now between AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones is obviously the starter. They're paying him like it, but is he going to be the guy on uh second down at the two yard line? Who's going to be in on the field at that time? Is that going to be AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones? What's interesting about that. And I, I agree with you, you know, in theory is, the last two years, Matt LaFleur has kind of not cared that Jamal Williams profiles as a better goal line back. He's just yep. had Aaron Jones in there. Like Jamal Williams has not been a touchdown vulture despite being the quote unquote power back. So like how powerful as a power back do you have to be? Like AJ Dillon is a dump truck and, and you know, Jamal Williams is like a crossover SUV. So, right. so, so there is a difference there, but I don't know. It, it seems like a difficult thing to project. 
The other thing here that I think is really fascinating is when you look at Jordan Love's touchdown uh, productivity and Big Bob Tunyon's touchdown productivity, Aaron Rodgers led the league by a mile last year in passing touchdowns inside the five. They schemed up a ton of stuff where Robert Tunyon is just wide open. And it seems like those layups, if you if you could get down there, would be there to be had. But we just don't know if if Love could even get them in a position to do that, right? Yeah, it, it, the first part is how often are they going to get to the red zone? And then number two is how repeatable are the, some of those red zone stats? And there's a metric that I came up with called fantasy usage. And it's basically takes how many targets and carries and stuff and at what part of the field are you getting those and it kind of projects how many points the average player in an average offense would get and if you look at that number Robert Tunyon was like a mid mid like the tight end 15 or so in fantasy points but he was awesome in actual fantasy points because he was making so many catches uh, in the red area so he was already somebody that was like a negative touchdown regression candidate like he was basically converting every single target into a touchdown down there um, so I think Robert Tunyon would probably be the guy who would move down the most if Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be starting but even if Aaron Rodgers starts I think Robert Tunyon is going to have a tough time repeating that many touchdowns this year so how how deep would your league have to be to consider drafting Jordan Love in it uh, I haven't been drafting. So on underdog fantasy, it's a 12, uh, 12 team league and it goes 18 rounds. That still isn't deep enough for me to be drafting him. Right. Uh, so uh, yeah, 14 team league and you're drafting 20 rounds. I would say like, that's probably the range where you're going into. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play and I think it's most likely going to be with the Packers. Well, so, okay, let's do that then. Let's say Aaron Rodgers is under center. Do you think the Devontae Adams wide receiver one season is just, that's just who he is now? Definitely. So underdog fantasy, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback 12 in average draft position. I have him ranked at quarterback eight or quarterback nine. And that's just me assuming that he's going to be back. And I also have Devontae Adams as my wide receiver one or wide receiver two right next to Tyreek Hill because I'm assuming Rodgers is back. And like you said, he was just so dominant last year. He, I mean, if you look at his yards per route run versus man, Justin Jefferson, 4.26 yards. And then it was Devonte Adams at four yards. And then the rest of the league is like down in like the twos and the threes. So like they're in a tier of their own right now. And uh, Devonte Adams, just such a stud. I think that he's probably being uh, underdrafted. And I think that if Aaron Rodgers comes back, he's going to be a first round fantasy guy. So let, let's broaden the scope here a little bit. Um, I know it is still a little early, but you know we also don't want to take too much out of what we hear and, and see in OTAs and mini camps and training camps because that's not real football. Um, who are who are some of the guys that that you are you are liking more than um, we whether it's other fantasy analysts or whether you know teams that uh, leagues that do these early drafts or or dynasty who are some of the guys that that you like that you think are undervalued right now so the big name I keep coming back to is Mike Williams and I kind of see the same situation as what happened with Corey Davis last year mm. somebody with a lot of pedigree who's done it in flashes who's now in a good offense and in the contract year, he goes out and balls out. And I think that we can all agree that Mike Williams, there are some flashes where you're looking at the true alpha receiver. And I think that where he wins is the same area of the field that 
Justin Herbert wins. And if something ever happened to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams would be a legit fantasy asset. And he's not being drafted until really late into drafts. And I think that people are forgetting just how much upside Mike Williams has as a talent in his own right. And I think that people are kind of sleeping on the Chargers in general just because the coaching staff change, the offensive line change. Um, I'm looking at the Chargers roster. That's a couple of the Packers' uh, best linemen too. So I think that <laughs> Mike Williams just in general uh, has a lot of post-hype sleeper appeal. Let me ask you about a rival player. The Bears are allegedly going to roll with Andy Dalton, yeah. but they move up and and they get Justin Fields. Apparently, Justin Fields is you know throwing these these moonshots uh, at OTAs, and and his coach loves him, and his teammates seem to really like him. How are you thinking about Allen Robinson as an asset this year? And and how much are you factoring in, whether it's a quarterback change, whether it's Justin Fields starting? How are you thinking about that with, with A-Rob? So the first thing is I think Justin Fields is an absolute baller. He was my quarterback, too, just based off of my own evaluations going into the, the draft. Obviously, the NFL did not agree with that. That's why he slid a little bit. And he didn't even see like he was in contention for either of the top five picks. So... Um, that's something that was on my radar. I, I do think that Andy Dalton's probably going to start the season. I am taking Nagy at, at his word, but Justin Fields, I think by the end of the year is going to be starting. He's just too good of a player in my opinion. So moving on over to Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson does this with any quarterback. He is every single year, a borderline wide receiver one when he's healthy. I think he's one of the better wide receivers in the game in general. And if Justin Fields, uh, could play like how I think he can play, I think that Allen Robinson deserves some top 10 buzz. And even if it's Andy Dalton, I know Andy Dalton probably lowers the ceiling for the Bears in general. But Andy Dalton, for fantasy purposes, he can get the ball to his number one receiver. And we've seen that for a decade now. So I think that Allen Robinson's in a really good spot just in terms of the quarterback play and his target share and just his overall talent in general. Uh, so sort of similar question on Justin Jefferson, who has this absolutely unbelievable rookie season particularly uh, painful for Packers fans who pined after him all, all, yep. all draft season. Um, he was my guy in that draft. And so to see him go to Minnesota was particularly tough, but he has this all time great rookie season. So, I mean, how do you even begin to project what he's going to be in year two. So, I mean, he he literally led the NFL in yards per route run versus man coverage. Like this wasn't just like some fluke. Which doesn't season. happen. That does not yes. happen. That And it wasn't even close. It was him and Devontae Adams in a tier by themselves, like literally not even close. He just one of the best receivers in the game already. And that's a, a nightmare for the NFC West. I mean, look at these wide receivers in that division. It's pretty terrifying. But uh, Justin Jefferson, I, I have him ranked really high. I think that he deserves to go. Uh, somewhere in like the third round of most fantasy drafts. And I think that the one thing is like, if something ever happened to Adam Thielen, th the rest of the Vikings depth chart is really bad at receiver. And we already know how good Justin Jefferson is while uh, competing with Adam Thielen. If something ever happened to Thielen, he would, he would be in like that, that conversation with like Devonte Adams. I think both Adams and Jefferson could be the number one receiver in fantasy this year. Like those two players our top five receivers in real life and for fantasy. I asked you about uh, undervalued assets. Who do you think is overvalued right now? So I think that in general, my philosophy, uh, particularly for best ball fantasy, 
is a lot of the times it's the running backs in like the rounds three through seven range. It's like the type of guys that like we're projecting for a little bit of volume, but they haven't really proven it or they're like kind of in bad offenses. And so in general, I don't like to draft running backs in that range, like round four, round five. There's some really good wide receivers uh, in that range. So typically just that entire tier, uh, the mid round running backs, I like to go try to find the upside wide receiver, somebody like a Cortland Sutton, maybe an Odell Beckham coming on a, a, a rebound year. I'll throw out the Rams receivers. Those I would rather have those guys than the running backs that are typically drafted in that range. This was awesome, Hayden. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, let uh, my listeners know where they can find your work and where they can play a little fantasy if they want to. That's right. You can follow me on Twitter at Hayden Winks. I have a podcast with Josh Norris talking about fantasy football, in particular, best ball. It's called the Underdog Football Show, and that's uh, presented by Underdog Fantasy. You can do best ball drafting right now. Fantasy doesn't start in August anymore. You can do fantasy drafts all the way in May. So uh, with any deposit right now, we're giving you an additional $25. So uh, before you go play with your college and high school friends in your draft in August, Go spend three dollars on the underdog fantasy draft. It'll get you prepared for your, for your, for your friends, and that's the people we're really trying to beat out here. Have to, you have to beat your friends first. Hey, this was awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, I want to thank Hayden for joining the show. Great to talk to him. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. You have a phone in your pocket. They have access to rockauto.com at home or wherever you are. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30% 50%, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. In fact, check out this example. A Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. At Rock Auto, $216. Real, tangible savings. They are trying to give it to you, and they have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new Carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. I had one today. In the afternoon, I needed a little pick-me-up, I needed a little energy, but I wanted it to be something that I could feel good about, that I could feel good about putting in my body that still tasted delicious. Built Bar hits that sweet spot beautifully. They have nine delicious base flavors plus limited time flavors that always sell out because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're low net carb, low sugar, low calorie, and yet, High in protein, high in fiber, and taste incredible. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. If you haven't tried them, perfect time to get in on the action. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I want to thank Hayden again for joining the show. Awesome to talk to him and get his insight. We will be back tomorrow 
to wrap up OTAs. We have some fun stuff planned for next week. Uh, we have potentially a player guest coming on next week um, that I'm pretty excited about. So um, a lot of fun stuff going, even though football is not really uh, not really happening. <laughs> but we still have plenty to talk about here on Locked on Packers. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, where you can pretty soon you will be able to listen to the podcast while you scroll through your Facebook feed. So I know some of you are of a certain age where you don't go on Facebook anymore, but some of you aren't. Some of you are on Facebook all the time. And wouldn't it be fun to listen to uh, Lockdown Packers while you're doing that and all in one app. You don't have to have six apps going at once. Anytime you want to hit us out on the Lockdown Packers fan hotline, you can also do that. Don't need Facebook for that. 920-341-3775 to stay Lockdown Packers. <laughs>